A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hiya, before we get into this podcast, please consider joining us on Red Men Plus. We have tons of amazing content coming out every single day in both podcast and video form. So get over there and sign up today. Now back to your podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Red Men TV. It's the match build-up show ahead of the Merseyside Derby. Yes, Steve Hoare here with Steve Plunkers and Dan Club to look ahead to the big game against Everton this Saturday. If you're watching this right now on Twitter, click the link, come and join us for the live show, get involved in the live chat. We'd love to see you over there. Right then, guys, we, we are very much still on cloud nine after the 98-minute uh, goal. We're all a bit tired as well, again, after 98-minute goal. Steve, I'll start with you, but... It is a very quick turnaround to go to a, what is historically you know, a, a, another difficult game for us. It's going to be physical. They're going to be up for it. Like it's it's everything that derbies are going to be. Liverpool have got to kind of put to bed that now. You know, like the, the adrenaline rush and, and yeah. it, it's back to business now because we've got to go and win the derby now. Yeah, and it will be all of the things you've just said that they'll be up for it. They're looking for a game to sort of a springboard for their season because they've been. Unspectacular to say the least. So uh, nothing like a home game against Liverpool to, to build you up and get a reaction from the fans and hopefully do something for your team. And you're right. Um, 98th minute, the euphoria of that, of the the what seemed like 20 fist pumps from Klopp towards the crowd. Uh, everybody was really up for that at the end, weren't they? And then there's the shenanigans which we'll get into a bit later on. But um, you know, definitely um, get that behind us reset the clock get the game plan going again see who's available see if anyone's picking up any niggles other than the obvious one and then and then set out again to, to go and do a job at Goodison yeah we'll talk about Everton first and then we'll move on mm. to Liverpool a little bit later on in the show but I want to speak about them because the first thing to think about is that it's weird really because obviously we have the Toffee guys in the same building as us and we, we obviously in the same city we know a lot of Evertonians mm-hmm. they literally haven't won a game of football this season um, in the league obviously three draws two defeats and yet they seem very happy like there's a buoyancy about Everton. There's a there's like a feel good factor. The seventeenth in the table at the time recording. Obviously that could change. Man United play Leicester later tonight, but mm. we're, at best they're going to be seventeenth. They could be in the relegation zone tonight, but they don't feel like the doom and gloom Everton. Like I don't know about Frank Lampard. I'm not sure he's a good manager. I don't know about him, but what he has done, there's a feel good factor back with Everton, and like it's not going to be a derby game where it's moody. Like I remember going last year. Uh, obviously, when we wiped the floor with them, and mm. they were they were angry, and it was a very it, it got aggressive a little bit when they scored, but for the most part, 
it, they were defeatist. Mm. It's not going to be that. It's going to be a different Goodison Park. And again, that's one giving credit Lampard for that. He has changed the mood at Goodison. Yeah, that's on the back end of last season because when he came in, they were almost against their own side and they were certainly against the former manager in Rafa. But what Lampard has done, like you say, he's galvanised them. And, and that's essentially what kept them up last season. You know, they'll, they'll harp on about it being like the atmosphere in the home games at Goodison. But credit to them, that was a huge factor. It was a Palace game and they went 2 0 down, didn't they? And then come back to win it. And you've got to, we, we, Wax lyrical about our own Anfield atmosphere, but you've got to give them the due. Like they've done well there, so I think it'd be similar. You're right. There's not that animosity towards the squad at the minute, despite having a, a lackluster start. I think they're quite they're quite good at putting that into context at the moment. Because I speak to a lot of Evertonians, like you say, and it's like, oh yeah, but we haven't got a striker because obviously Carvert Lewin's out, and we haven't got this Lampard hasn't been backed with this, and that. and it's fair enough. And you do see the rationale behind it. Um, whether if they get those things, things turn around for them remains to be seen. And the jury's out on Lampard still for me. But yeah, I think you're right. I think we're going there with a fan base that's very much backing what's going on at the minute, and that is a threat in itself. No, you're right, and what they have got, we'll talk about their signings, and there's a lot of transfers off the, the artist of a time recording is, is going on in the background, Steve, but Everton, we know now they have got at least a striker, so as it stands, we're going to look through their injuries there. We know Calvert-Lewin's out, um, but they have gone, they've gone and signed Neil Mopay, so worst case is, it was the most Everton thing ever that he couldn't play the other day because he was signed over a bank holiday weekend and he wasn't allowed to play against Leeds. But worst case is, they are going to have a striker, um, Whatever you think of Neil Mopea's goal record is now standing for Brighton. Literally, everyone who watches Brighton says Brighton need a striker. Mm. But Everton have went, at least they're going to have someone because they've been using like Anthony Gordon almost in that, in that striker role. And he's, he has scored a couple of goals, and I understand that. But it's going to be a different Everton team in that they are actually going to have a full point. Whether he plays Rondon, he might play Mopea. I, I imagine he's going to want a striker on the pitch. So that is something that Liverpool have to wear. It's a different Everton than they played in the last couple of weeks. Totally. And if you go with Rondon, he's a bit of a static target which suits the likes of Van Dijk. They're the types of players they want to play against because it's a it's a, it's a a war then. It's a physical war and Van Dijk wins those types of things. Um, Mopea's a bit more mobile, but you're right, he's certainly not prolific. Uh, if you were looking for a striker as a Premier League side to sort of get you out of 17th place and you had an endless list I'm not sure Neil, Pope, Neil Mope would be on that list he, he kind of he kind of suits Everton knowing that they, they'll like him he's like he, a Danny Cadamartery type of player he runs around yeah, loads yeah, get, he's energy. a bit snide a bit, a bit of a Charleston and yeah. you know a bit of a bit of a knobhead really but like yeah. he, 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 they, they'll love that they'll, they'll but he will be up for it because yeah. this is going to be his debut in a Merseyside derby at home with the, with the what a way to introduce what a way to endear yourself to a crowd we've seen it last night didn't we and it'll be intense in there the, the, the fans are close to the pitch it always is it's the same every week in there that the fans are really you know invested in what's going on on the pitch and, he, and he, if, he's, if he's got his wits about him and he's half a footballer he'll feed off that and we do need to be mindful of that because it's like if he manages to score a goal and they get something out of the game, it's probably the best start you could have to his Everton career. And then, and then really, it's where he goes from there. Yeah. So talking about the reset and going into the game and getting things right, then it's about that we do what we do right. Don't let that be a factor. We've got to stop worrying about what other people do. And if we do what we do well, we win football matches. Yeah, absolutely. I, I reference their injuries later. For those watching along, I'll bring it up on the screen now. Obviously, we'll speak through them for those listeners of podcast. But Andros Townsend's got a, and the injuries have been out for a long time. Ben Godfrey's out injured. Jerry Mina, Dominic, Dominic Calvert Lewin, uh, Abdullah Decore, and Mason Holgate. So, Everton, as well as Liverpool, got a lengthy injury. So, of Everton. Mm. Now, they are done trying to do some business to, to get that sorted. So, obviously, we mentioned Neil Mopay. It looks like a decent guy a gay. That's pretty much done. James Garner, I think, they're trying to get from Manchester United mm-hmm. again. By the time this goes out, that could be a done deal as well. So, yeah, that's a different thing. Is that it is going to be a different Everton? It's not going to be 
you know, Jürgen will have done his homework and the team will have done the homework, but there's going to be three or four potentially players who we haven't seen in that team. So that can always be a challenge in terms of, again, we saw this with, with Alex Isaac. Basically, yeah. he got dropped in and he has a good game. Yeah. Um, and it can happen. Liverpool are going to have to have the wits about them. They're all players they'll, be, they'll know of them and they've played against plenty of them before. Mm. But it's still, it's, it's a different, it's something else to consider in that. There could be a surprise or two in Everton's team. Yeah, 100%. I think a week or so ago, if you were playing Everton, you pretty much knew what they were going to line up. But very similar to us, like I say, I think we suffered this in the United game. They essentially could have given us our lineup and, and told us what it was because we didn't have many choices. And Everton were the same. Going into this, they might have some options, particularly up front. Obviously, you mentioned the Mopai one. And I think we did suffer that with Isak. I think we were... I think we all thought he wasn't going to play just because he hadn't been there that long and there's obviously the registration issues and then Chris Wood we were probably preparing for a very different type of player so we might suffer that here in the derby whereby we're planning for Onana maybe Andre Gomez and it ends up being Gay and Garner completely different types of players so we do have to be mindful of that but at the same time you know that we are Liverpool, like we need to go there and almost try and dictate the game. It doesn't really matter what they come at us with. We should be able to control it. You'd like, you like to think if if a decent kind of game starts for them and he plays, so it's kind of gay and uh, an arm. There's a two. That is a dual Liverpool that they haven't come across before. Like they've seen Tom Davies, they've seen plenty of him. They've seen a lot of all their players, but that is something completely new. It looks like Anana. They seem to like. He's mm. he's had a decent start by all accounts. I know I've watched him a bit. And he's been culpable for a couple of goals but on the plus side they seem to they seem to be behind him That it looks like he could he could just drop that into us and like I say if Mope is on the pitch if Garner's about and, uh, what, the, the, James Garner not Garner Gay um, James Garner Garner Gay yeah. um, but it, it, it look, there's a lot of options there where you're going to have to yeah, just have your wits about you and it's one of those that you might have to solve it on the pitch yeah. you might you, you can do all the prep in the world sometimes but some, 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 something's thrown on you and Liverpool are going to have to do that. We're going to speak about injuries later, but they're going to have to adapt to a Frank Lampard because it's going to be a different Everton. Totally. And, and, and uh, James Garner and Garner Gay, what are they in the current Premier League? How do they fit into midfields? Uh, Garner Gay has been playing a bit part of Paris Saint-Germain. He's not had a lot of game time. That league's completely different from a competitive level. He won't be up against Premier League type midfielders. And we know that our midfield, certainly in Fabino, is pretty competitive. So he's going to have to deal with that as well. I second what Dan said, you know, we're Liverpool. We'll take our midfield there and our team there. And, and hopefully that won't be a factor. But you, if, if, you're, if you're an Everton fan and you look at it this and you're going out and you, you, you're hedging your bets on a loan signing from Manchester United who can't get anywhere near their first team. Is that the guy you want in your midfield when you're in seventeenth place? It's a little bit underwhelming. Some of the signings there, they're not they're not sort of inspirational signings. And and we can we can add to that by being what we are and taking the game away from them and giving them a rough start to this season. Yeah. Right then, another competition prize to give away right now. Usually this is the way we do it at the break. We're not gonna do it, we're gonna motor on right through. So for those of you who might not be aware, each and every month our Red Men Plus Club Legends subscribers entered into a competition prize. Steve's got this month's prize to his uh, his right there. He's going to lift it up for you. Look at that beauty. It's a signed shirt by Phil Thompson, Liverpool captain, Rome 77. What a shirt. What a prize that is. Thanks very much, Steve. So one of our Red Men Plus Club legends is about to win that. So if you do want to be involved in next month's competition, and I'll give you a little spoiler, it's another signed frame shirt by other players who have won trophies for Liverpool Football Club or will be revealed in the next day or two head on over to redmenplus.com sign up get access to all the content if you sign up as a club captain brilliant you get access to everything in video 
and in podcast form. If you sign up as a club legend, it's like the bonus perks. You get Discord entry, you get merchandise completely free, you get discounts off other merchandises, and of course, entry into this prize draw, which we are about to do now. We're going to bring up the mystery wheel. Here it goes. It's going to click to spin. I, I saw some of the usernames before, and some of them are rude. I hope one of the rude ones doesn't win. But drum roll for the winner. Congratulations. Well done to the winner of the shirt. It's C. It isn't rude. I thought it was for a second. No, I did as well. <laughs> C is C. Yeah, Panic. Yeah. Panic. It's, there's a fan free at the E's in there. Oh, that's what she said. C Doc 96. Congratulations. C Doc 96. The Seinfeld Thompson shirt in a frame is on its way to you. And like I say, keep an eye out on all the socials and stuff for next month's prize if you want to get yourselves involved. That's a great prize, by the it way. It is, yeah. Mm. It really is. Football heritage right there, mate. Mm. Liverpool's European Cup winning captain side. He's a good guy, Phil Thompson. He, he happily helped it out by a little last to sign it. He's like, yeah, he does a favour. So congratulations to C-Doc. Thankfully, it wasn't one of the rude names because I really thought it was for a second there. Um, <laughs> right, then we'll move on. Um, we've spoke about Everton in the first little section there, Dan, I'll mm -hmm. come to you about the Reds then. So every time we do this conversation, before we even look at the team, we have to look who's available, mm -hmm. We've uh, and we've lost the captain. It, it it would be a massive shock now if Jordan Henderson plays. I don't. I think it's fair to say, and a lot of people will be in the comments agreeing. Like he hasn't been, he hasn't been in his best form this season. I think he had a good Community Shield, and has been a bit underwhelming since. Um, however, it's just another body that the Reds haven't got now. He started a lot of games. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, an, it's just another predicament that Jürgen's got to try and find answer to, not only for the derby, but then you've got Napoli, then you've got well, there's, there's games are coming thick and fast, yeah. and Hendo Hamstring, we'll find out later how serious that is, mm. but for now he's going to miss the derby. Yeah, almost certainly. As soon as you use the word hamstring, that's pretty much it. Two, you, you're yeah. guaranteed two weeks at yeah, minimum. Yeah. yeah, and like you say, it is a shame, because you, you're right, the knives have definitely been out for him on Twitter and other places for that matter, um, and even in conversations with people, but at the same time, he is your captain and he is your leader, and we do call upon him in situations where times are hard and I think Old Trafford a couple of weeks ago was one of them whereby you always start at Old Trafford because it's, it's Jordan Henderson as your captain he scores at Goodison you know last year yeah exactly and then this is the same is what I'm saying so you've got Goodison and then like you say you've got Napoli another very hostile place to go so you would want to call upon someone like that and, and on the flip side of that as well we are adding to our midfield issues and we might address that slightly today with a signing later on we'll wait and see but at the same time, if that doesn't happen, and obviously Henderson is out, we really are not down to the bare bones again. But we're, that midfield again picks itself, and not in a positive manner. It picks itself because they're the last remaining people. Obviously, we've seen Curtis Jones come back into the squad last night, so that's a slight positive. But are you really going to call on Curtis Jones? Been back in training for a few days. I don't see it myself. And then you're looking again, Carvalho, superb, gets his moment, richly deserved. Starting away in the derby at Goodison, big call that. So it's hard. Feels like a raw and door. Honestly, Curtis comes back to training, Jordan limps out, and I don't think it's a shock. Like, I think I saw Dan Kennett, obviously friend of the show, Dan Kennett, who said like that's the sixth hamstring injury we've had this season mm. now already. Mm. I want again a bit of hangover from last season where they put the you know they ran themselves into the ground and maybe they weren't quite ready for it. But yeah, like again, we were looking at the bench yesterday. And we we're like, oh, at least you know there was a couple of younger players on there, but there was no like. With all due respect to Bobby Clark, he was he was there to fill numbers, and and that's not a disparage to him. He's not. He's just that's what he was there for against. Mm. In the, we we didn't have that yesterday. We had like decent options. Curtis comes in, Hendo goes out, and you're looking at your bench again and going, well, there's another player we've lost. It's not ideal, like I say. Henderson hasn't played well this season, but at some point he'd have been on the pitch in the derby, whether he started or come off the bench. Dan's right. He, the manager's now got a decision to make him a field. He's basically got. Fabinho should is gonna almost certainly start now. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
at, at six, Harvey Elliott will start, and then he's got to decide on the left-hand side. He's got Milner, he's got Jones, he's got Carvalho, and who knows, it might be Arta Mello, but I mean, that would be a big call to yeah. drop him in straight I away. Mean, but they're, they're, that's what we're left with. What 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 what's your sense of a what you think Jaeger might do and b what what would you do of the names you've just mentioned and I'll keep Mello out of it because that's not a done deal mm. yet we'll find out more about that as the day goes on um, you couldn't go to Goodison with Fabinho in a six with Carvalho and Elliot in front of him you just couldn't do that you a lot yourself, of the YouTube chat are disagreeing with you you leave yourself you, yeah. you leave yourself pretty wide open for that to be fair if they if they're middle to get about Fabinho one of the problems we've had this season is when people get in behind the midfield we haven't had the legs to recover. And, and, and we've spoken about Henderson's form. It's the midfield form in general, other than Elliot. Anyone who's been in there hasn't covered themselves in glory pretty much so far this mm -hmm. season. I think the obvious answer is James Milner because when you because we're not a vocal side other than, than than Henderson really. If you watch the game and listen to the game, he's the guy that speaks all the time. Well, Milner's got that in him as well. And you'll need somebody to be organised, to be level-headed, to be sensible, to be telling people what to do. You know, set pieces. We saw, we saw Milner not frightened to have a go at Van Dijk for the for the goal, um, the, the poor team goal we gave away, and, and Van Dijk played a big part in that. So I think Milner goes in there uh, as his as his general on the pitch, and I, and I can't see anything else really. Curtis Jones, fresh back, not had any game time to speak of. That's a big risk to go in a game where your opposition are going to be. They're going to replace the quality they don't have with intensity and a willingness to work hard and be aggressive and be in your face. And I think that better suits James Milner than the other two, to start with anyway. The flip side of this, Dan, is that Napoli is only a couple of days away mm -hmm. and he might want James Milner to start in Naples and then he's thinking, well... Can I start him on Saturday afternoon, then Tuesday night? Was it no Wednesday night? Maybe, Wednesday. Maybe, I mean, Jason Miller's super fit. So that, that is a big gap. That's about as big as a gap as you're going to get. So mm -hmm. it is interesting. Like I say, from a pure vibes point of view, everyone would want Fabio Carvalho. And I understand yeah. that, you know, Elliot and Carvalho have been sensational. Mm. It's all been off the bench for Carvalho. Elliot started games, probably been Liverpool's best player mm -hmm. this season already. So you can, I'm, I'm with Steve, like the part, the vibes are going, you know what? And sometimes it's just a bit bored, and like everyone's a bit bored of James Milner. And he has, he, again, I think he's had, a, he's been good off the bench, but not great when he started. So it is a conundrum. I actually, I think Curtis has got a big shout. Mm -hmm. I do think Curtis has got a big shout because a, it's left hand side. Mm -hmm. He's a bit more physical. He's a, he's got a bit more about him. Maybe he does if he wants a bit to go at Everton. Because if you if you pick a Milner, you're almost settling yourself in for a bit of a dogfight. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you say, yeah, it's yeah. going to be a scrap this. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you play a Carvalho or a Jones, you're going to actually we're just going to come and play football because we're better than you. Yeah. That's that's the decision Jürgen's got to make. And, and what Jones does have as well over Carvalho is that extra experience. Like yep. Carvalho has looked absolutely superb. I agree on the sentiment about Harvey Ali. He's been our player of the season so far, quite frankly. And Carvalho, even though it's been mostly cameo roles, is not far behind him. Like I thought it was actually superb when he came on at Old Trafford. Yeah. Like he was one. The few players in that game managed to get a grips of it, um, and again, obviously, does what he does last night. So, like you say, from a vibes perspective, you, you, you would almost start him, but vibes never really picked a football team, as far as I'm aware. So. <laughs> no, and vibes off the bench count as well. Like vibes you, off the bench are better vibes. <laughs> I listen, I think he's been superb. I just, I think it's a big ask to, to ask him to go and start. If Elliot was out for whatever reason, you know, I don't want to sort of believe it into fate like but at the same time if he wasn't available it'd be Carvalho no brainer but I think both of them is too big a gamble but like you say Curtis Jones is kind of the perfect in between because he's got 70 odd games of first team experience he is a little bit more physical he's played in these games before obviously we all remember the world he scored at Anfield so if he's fit enough 
And that is the biggest caveat that Steve mentioned, because I don't think he's had any game time, let alone any to speak of. If he is fit and good to go, then he might be a very good shout for this game, because you're right, Milner does bring a lot of things, but it's kind of just that dogfighting quality, and you don't want to make it that. If we can go there with Jones, say, no, we're better than you. Even Carvalho. We're willing to trust him to go for it, then that's a great shout from us. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Is that you, you, again, I, th- I think pick him on the normal. I think he will pick him on the by the way, but I, do, I, do, I can't think you're getting dragged down a little bit. Do I got- would love to see Fabinho with, with Elliot and Carvalho in front of him, just because it would be like total front foot football, and I think we need that. But the, 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 he's not risk averse, is he? He's not not totally bereft of risk, and 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 it will be a, to start with. It'll be it'll be hot in there to start with. It'll be fiery. So mm. I can see him going with a little bit of safety for that reason. No, I tend to agree. I think he will go. Mill. Now the other option, of course, the, um, this this actually impacts the midfield a lot. Stay is, is up front because Darwin Nunes is back fit and available. Well, and not suspended anymore. Again, I saw him on the bet. He, he's a hothead, isn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I can see why he nutted that fella because he was about to nut someone last night. He was standing on his chair, giving it the beans, but he's back, so that will impact your midfield because for me, you know, we'll drop deep into that midfield area and maybe help your midfield out. Darwin Nunes doesn't really want to do that. Um, Bobby again, two goals now. Um, comes off against Bournemouth, goals, scores against Newcastle as well. What do you think about Nunes? Do you think he's going to go straight back in or is, is it going to be off the bench? I think Nunes starts on the bench. Um, there's no reason to leave Bobby out. I know there was, again, a, a few disgruntled fans on Twitter saying he's costing us because he's not far enough up the pitch and dropping very, very deep to pick the ball up. This season, he's been dropping really deep to pick the ball up to try and create the link between midfield and the front line. Deeper than you or I would like him, probably. I think, given the game that it is, given... What happened with Nunes? I think you know if you look, if you're two Everton centre backs, Cody and Tar- Tarkovsky, when he comes on, you're going to rough him up, aren't you? Oh you're yeah, gonna, they're going to be every yeah, defender now yeah. in the whole. And this is a, this is one where he needs to keep us cool down because it's mm. got it's going to be a hostile atmosphere. Every it's it basically everyone's going to wind them up now. It, it just is what it is. It's it's a bit like um, when Liverpool used to let goals in from corners where everyone really went really practicing hard on scoring corners against us yeah. or like they've spotted something now it might it might not be a weakness it might have just been a moment of badness mm. but Connor Cody James Tarkovsky they're all going to be you know Jordan Pickford they're going to be in his ear they're going to be winding him up if he does start he needs to chill 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 yeah massively so he needs to channel it doesn't he, he needs to channel that aggression in the right way basically I, I'm still of the, of the school of thought that it was just a, a rash moment I think <laughs> I think he was trying too hard to impress Anfield debut and all that sort of stuff because the, the lad's played in Uruguay and he's played in Spain he's played a lot of time in Portugal he hasn't not come across defenders trying to wind him up before like that is a thing maybe it went over the edge in terms of what was getting done to him and what was said and that triggered him who knows but for me I don't have any concerns about it because the first time he'd been sent off in his career I mean, you know, there's got to be something in that. So, yeah, he will need to channel it the right way. He will need to stay calm because it is going to be very, very intimidating for for a short period of time. I mean, it's up to us to sort of calm that and make it our game, not theirs. And I think starting Nunes will be too big a risk because he's more likely to get involved in something that will just spark it off again. Do you think he will start? No. No, No, I think... I think Firmino, he's done so much for Firmino, hasn't he, in these two games that you can't really drop him either. But I think even from a, a fitness perspective, he'd still be Nunes from the bench. What's he got, 6 GA in two games? You can't leave a player out doing that. 
No, yeah, maybe maybe uh, Darwin goes to Napoli where it'll be nice and peaceful with no one. Yeah, chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely chill the way. Dan's, Dan's a veteran of Napoli away. It's, uh... well, yeah, I've got the scars to prove Napoli away. <laughs> like, yeah. Heavy place. Let's send Darwin there instead. Um, so we've talked, about, we've talked about the midfield. Obviously, we've talked uh, about up front. I, I tend to agree with both, both points. Uh, at the back, I think it's fair to say again, Robertson and Trent, they both got hooked basically. And I don't know if it was a rest and rotation thing or it was what it was. Like the issue that we've got with Trent at the moment stays that is both his covers are covering somewhere else. So Trent can't be rested really because Gomez is playing centre half um, and Milner's in midfield. Now I know Matt Tip's fit, so we'll see if that becomes a thing as well. But I think Trent plays. We, me and Dan thought Costas was going to play against Newcastle. We were convinced. Um, he didn't. I was too. Yeah. He'd done all the interviews, he'd done the press, and it just looked like he was going to play. I just again, I just don't see him start. I think he, there's a, there's a genuine shout say he should start against Everton, but again, I I still think he's going to go Robertson. I think Trent plays for the reasons you've Trent just said. Trent has to play, yeah, and, yeah. and and you can't, you can't play Trent and not play someone like a Thiago or or another creative influence. You take Trent out, you lose all of your creativity. What's on the left? I would go with Timakas over Robertson. I, I'm not. It's not an agenda against Robertson. The lad's absolutely fantastic. But he played through that season when we had the injuries. He played the following season pretty much all of the games. I know Simicast got a, got a few shares, a few starts. He looks tired. And his, his end product, I mean, there's a couple of first-time crosses that didn't even beat the front man. There's something about him at the moment. He's not looking massively energised. And Simicast is, is, is still doing what Simicast does. He's got assists since he's come off the bench. Did he get two against Yeah, on the weekend, yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. Um, I know he definitely assisted Diaz's in the final goal. Um... <laughs> Doesn't hurt to take them off against Newcastle, and I don't think it was tactical. I think it was born out of frustration uh, with both of them because they've got so much quality. And they will always be victims of their own success. They've set the standards, their bar, so high. When they drop below that, it becomes really, really obvious to everybody. I said before we came on air, I thought Klopp cut a frustrated figure for, for well over an hour last night. Yeah, yeah. Things weren't going as he wanted them mm. to do. So he brought those guys on. The catalyst was, was making the change in midfield, bringing an extra creative body on for me. Um, but I think it was interesting to see Trent's face as he took him off. Hopefully he's had time to think about that and hopefully he had a bit of a catch-up and a bit of a chat and said, you know, because sometimes he can be really, really languid or to the point of almost being lazy and gives the ball away in areas where he shouldn't give the ball away and puts the team under pressure. That's how they scored yesterday. Yeah, yeah. 100%, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I think doing some good to show them that, that he's not infallible and he's not, like, untouchable. I, I think he'll go Robertson but I would like him to go with Simicast because I think Robertson needs a break. Got a comment here in the chat from Ryan. He says he thinks that the Diaz and Simicast seem to have a better connection than Robertson mm -hmm. and, and and Diaz. And it was um, it was interesting, Dan, because Errol said the same thing. On the, I hadn't really thought of this. Errol points out to me on the live watching as well. He said like the Robertson Diaz. It just he doesn't feel like it's clicked yet. Where he feels mm -hmm. like Simicast. I haven't again. I haven't personally noticed that. But I don't know if it's something you've got any thoughts on. No, I get it. I, I, I fully do get it. And I think it's a good shout. And I think that's why we're seeing more and more of Simicast coming on into games um, whilst Diaz is still on the pitch because I do think they are linking up better. Um, what Simicast does offer is the ability to cut back on the right foot, which Andy Robertson essentially can't do. Like if Andy Robertson's cutting back, he's, he's starting again Just in midfield. Just standing on his right foot. Essentially, yeah. yeah. And whereas Simicast can actually deliver there, it's not of the quality that you'd like, but it is of some quality. So... 
Yeah, I think the Diaz situation is an interesting one because he's going to start, isn't he? So there is definitely scope for getting Simicast in alongside him. I personally would still be Andy Robertson for this game. I think Simicast starts in Napoli. I think that's I think that's a done deal personally. But I said this the other day, I'd have lost a lot of money mm-hmm. on Simicast starting last night, so it's one of them. Um yeah, I, I I struggled I struggled earlier on this season with people criticising Fabinho a little bit in his form, um, and I struggled with it slightly. Not so much criticising his form, but suggesting Simicast should come in for Andy Robertson. I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing Andy Robertson being Andy Robertson essentially, and it might not be to the ridiculous levels he set, but I think he's still playing very very well. And the same could be said for Trent. Um, one way we could get Milner into the side if we want his dogginess is at right back for Trent, but. Listen, Klopp. Yeah, we're going off midfielders to be moving people out of no, midfield. No, we haven't. Though Klopp's thrown curveballs in the past, though, hasn't he? So that might be something he looks to do. But yeah, for me, I think Trent and Robertson both get this this start. What about centre half? Sorry, can I, can I come oh. across there? Because Gomez, I thought was was excellent actually. Yeah, yeah, had a really was. good game against Newcastle. Um, thought he was very good against Bournemouth as well. But Joel Matip is back fit and available now. Um, at some point, are we I would expect we're probably expecting Klopp to go back to him. But again, there's road to rest and rotation. Who do you think is going to partner uh, Virgil? I think it'll be Gomez. I think it's totally the wrong message to send to him after two good games. Uh, and, and he'll know that they were good games because some of his recovery stuff was really good, sort yeah. of last man. Um, it would be the wrong message to, to bring in Matip now, put Gomez on the bench. You know, Canate will at some point be fit as well, and that'll further compound that problem. But I think in, the, in, your, in your back two, in your centre half, um, your form players should play week in, week out. Should be a meritocracy. And right now, Gomez is your, is your guy for, for first of all, availability reasons originally, and second of all, he's had two good games. We've all spoken about this many, many times. He needs a run of games to get something like his form back. Well, if you take him out now, you're stopping that run of games. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to me to take him out. And. Those two were the best centre-half partnership we had when we when we were winning trophies. That They were amazing together. Um, and Gomez is for still finding his feet after a serious injury and getting some game time. But for me, there's no reason to change it. Agree? Um, yeah, I do agree. You you know what? From, from but, a personal, but, but, but. No, no, honestly, <laughs> from a personal point of view, I would stick with Gomez. I thought he was exceptional last night. I thought particularly early stages, I think he read the game really well. And obviously recovered really well, like Steve mentions. Um, but at the same time, there's something screaming at the back of my head saying he's going to go back to Matip. I think he's going to go back to Matip here. I just think he trusts Matip more, and that could be really harsh because I think the Gomez point in terms of needing a run of form, needing a run of games rather to get his form back is, is the case in point here, I really do. But I just think for a game like this, he's going to turn back to Matip. More tried and tested recently. Um, and I just think he offers that little bit of extra physicality that Gomez can't bring right now. I just I just foresee him. And I personally, if I was picking my team, it would be Gomez. I think Klopp goes massive. So I think I think the Anthony Gordon thing down the left is, is key to this. Pace. Gomez uh, yeah. Part of me's thinking I think he I I think Jürgen thinks Matip and Van Dyke's his best partnership. Yeah, I do. Currently, obviously with Canati being out. But you're right. Is this the game to throw him into? Maybe, maybe massive starts in Naples where instead. But I'm with you. That I part of me thinks he's going to go back to him, but I agree with Steve. I see your point that Everton, that's what they're about. They've got busy front three, so it's probably going to be um, Gordon, maybe Mope, might be um, Gray as well. They have the, Alex Wobi is now a centre mid who tries to bomb on. He's done actually. He's done quite well. For yeah, them, yeah, he's, yeah. He's done all right for them. So, like I say, the goal that he scored in that four-one last season came right down the middle as well. So, with a bit of pace, where it was, where it was, um, Gray. So, 
Yeah, it's, it's, he has got a decision to make. It'd be interesting to let us know again in the comments section or in the live chats who you guys think is going to start at centre-half alongside Virgil. I, I keep saying, I'm flip-flopping. I think you've convinced me with the pace swing that it's probably going to be Joe Gomez. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Right, guys, then, um, we've been through it. We picked our team. So we're, now we're, we're going to have to pick ourselves at basically the, the Liverpool starting lineup. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try and guess yours, Steve, based on all the conversation. You would go, you would go, Ali, Costas, Virgil, Gomez, Trent, Fab, Milner, Elliot, Diaz, Salah, Bobby. Right? Correct. Perfect. You would go... Ali, Trent, mm-hmm. Robbo, Virgil, mm-hmm. Gomez, Fab, Elliot, Milner. Oh. No, who's your mid? Curtis Jones. Curtis Jones, yeah. Diaz, Salah, Bobby. Bobby up front. And yeah. then I would go, we're all different here. Trent, obviously Alison. Trent, Virgil, Gomez. I'm, I'm, I've been convinced I was going Matip, but I'm going to mm. go Gomez now. Robbo. Fab Elliot Carvalho, I will play both I of them. That, I love that. I, I, I will play both of them. Wow, absolute vibes, man. And start Darwin Nunes up front. Do you know what? That's that's heavy that football Diaz. that is, isn't it? I would I would put Darwin up front and Bobby's my sub because I, with those two buzzing around in the field, I don't need Bobby for me. You know, dropping around, I don't need him in there as well. Yeah, too so, much. Yeah, so space. I yeah. I will go for that one. Um, that would be my eleven. But yeah, um. Let us know again if you're watching after the fact or in the live chat now. Let us know what teams you would pick in the comments or the live chat. As we do that then, um, obviously Premier League action is returning this weekend. There's still a game to be played tonight, but we'll kind of gloss over that. It's United versus Leicester. But elsewhere in the Premier League this weekend, uh, Tottenham hosts Fulham. Nottingham Forest hosts Bournemouth. Chelsea, West Ham. It'll be a feisty game. Brentford, Leeds. Wolves, Southampton, Newcastle Palace, Villa host Man City, Brighton host Leicester, and then Man United Arsenal, the classic of the ages there. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Steven Gerrard, if he hasn't been sacked already, is coaching for his job, which is a horrendous position to be in, Steve, if it's Manchester City and the Earl and Haaland Express coming to town at half five. But like, it feels like Gerrard's on the brink here. 
like it's do or die there for them. That that ground, uh, Villa fans are already starting to turn a little bit. It's going to go one or two ways there, isn't it? For for Villa and for Stevie, it's either going to go really badly and he's gone, or hopefully it galvanises them because it feels like he's in the last chance saloon. Doesn't look good, does it? And um, look, there's Liverpool fans out there that think going and buying seven or eight players is a real uh, recipe for having a great season. Aston Villa and Chelsea right this moment are the two teams that show you that's not the way to do it. Um, I worry for Gerrard and this is the last team he would want coming <coughs> out and it'll be at Villa Park yep. and Haaland's got nine goals in five games and if he carries on doing that and they win well I think by Sunday night Steve Stevie could be out for a job and, 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 and depending on Rodgers' uh, result tonight against Man United mm. things don't go well for him at the weekend both of them could be gone by Sunday night yeah, 100% agree. I actually think you sort of mentioned there that it's Man City, so it's like the last possible team you'd want coming. That's obviously the case. I don't think he's afforded context anymore. You know, well, you know what Scott I mean? Scott Parker didn't get context. Scott Parker exactly. lost to Liverpool, City and Arsenal. And granted, mm. he signed his own death wish with his press conference. Yeah. But I said, teams don't care who beat you. No. They just, the owners and, and they just look at results and go, that's not good enough. Don't care. Well, you've, got to find, you've got to find a way to, to inject something into Aston Villa that says, we can win a game. So you have to look at the opposition and say right doing a bit of scouting against them what can we do well against these guys that get us the points we need to give the fans a lift to give the mm. team a lift you look at Manchester City and you think oh crap to be fair I'd, Newcastle to an extent Palace give you a bit of a blueprint I know, I know City came back in those games but they were behind in both of them yeah. Aston Villa did it you know, we were famously there's a blueprint there it's whether, again, whether there's buying they, they need to execute it in my opinion like I say I think it doesn't matter who goes to Villa Park this weekend if yeah. they get beat by anybody I think he's in serious trouble and his interview we, you talk about Scott Parker there his post-match Gerrard last night kind of reflected that in a way he knows he's under huge pressure right now and I actually think he needs a positive result regardless of what it looks like Arsenal currently top of the league as it, as it stands the only team who've won every single game um, again United play to the season so we don't know what state they're going to be in but Arsenal United in the past has been a feisty games day and recently it's been kind of meaningless mm-hmm. maybe a, a top four battle but that is one that's another it's a good game again with the caveat we know that United haven't played yet but that is one that is historically is always a good game and there's a real feel good factor about Arsenal within yep. themselves at the moment I think the real acid test for Arsenal is when you introduce European football and they're playing three times a week how deep does that squad go and start mm. picking up a few, <coughs> few players who are unavailable you know um, there's another case to trust to trust what a manager's doing and give him some time because how many times did the Arsenal fans call for Arteta's head? Now they think he walks on water. So sometimes you have to ride through the bad times. The season's four games old. In Rodgers and Gerrard's case, you could afford to give them another 10 games and they may well turn it round. And you could use the Arteta situation as a blueprint for that. But that, that, is a, that will be an interesting game. That, will be an in, that would be more interesting to see where Manchester United are at rather than where Arsenal are at. Because I think we all know where Arsenal are at, don't we? And then Chelsea, West Ham, do the one I want to speak about. Chelsea, mm. again... They seem they're in chaos, really. It's, it's it's they're a mad club, Chelsea, and they always have. And they're probably going to sign players today. At a time we we don't know. Obviously, it's deadline day. Mm-hmm. Uh, at time recording, who knows where we're at? But like I say, two wins, two two losses, and a draw. It, it's win loss. So it's uh, last five games. Was it lose win lose draw win? Mm. You know, it, it, obviously that draw was the uh, the Tottenham last yeah. win. It's like they're a very strange team. West Ham have had a poor start, but they finally got point. They've win and a draw in the last couple of games. Yeah, it feels very the Thomas Tuchel thing. I don't know. It's something. I don't know. Something doesn't smell right. If that makes yeah, sense, you're getting. Yeah. I don't know, it's just something. 
I don't know, I can't put my finger on it, but it's, it's, it's Chelsea, this is what Chelsea do. Mm. They, they always come out smelling the roses, they get covered in shit and eventually it works out for them because they can't do what they do. But it does feel like they're in a bit of a tricky spell here. Yeah, if you throw enough money at it, I suppose, eventually. Well, he just keeps buying defenders. Might want to start a striker at some yeah. point, Thomas. No, that <laughs> famous song is, no, we've got so-and-so at the back and so-and-so at the back and he carries <laughs> on going like that. Um, yeah, they, they want the Bamiang, don't they, um, Chelsea? That He's injured, though. Like, unfortunately, yeah. he got a jaw broke, didn't he? Yes, that's right, so for like, breaking, he, yeah. even, even he comes in, I Not going to solve it. No, there's a weird one at Chelsea, like I say, they're a strange club, even in this new era post-Abramovich. Um, they can't get consistency, can they, at all? And it was happening in the back end of last season as well. They went through that real bad rut, and I think top four was in jeopardy for a moment or two. So, yeah, Tuchel had similar at PSG as well when his time was coming to the end there. And it's a weird one. I said the other night, like, if, if they were still in the Abramovich era, Tuchel's job would be in serious threat. We don't know what this Todd Bowley situation is in terms of managers. Um, so he might be given more time to turn it round and more money's obviously going to get thrown they've already signed for Farner. So, strange club. Um, West Ham, terrible start of the season, but I back them to turn it round a little bit. So that's a really difficult game to call, that one. And yeah. you look at, you talk about managers speaking negatively in press conferences. Too sure we can add him to that. He's list. horrendous. Yeah, yeah. I quite like his press conferences. I hate, we ask managers to be honest and then we criticise them for being honest. So mm. it, it works both ways. But if I'm a football team owner or manager, I'd be like, I'd play it, but like, I'd rather he didn't say it. But as a fan, I quite, yeah. quite enjoy it. Like I say, guys, I'm looking at the live chat, obviously. We, we are very much aware of the art and mellow stuff. At time recording, it isn't a done deal, so we can't really talk too much. What we do have, however, today at 2pm, streaming live on Redman plus Neil Jones from Gold.com will be in the studio giving us all the latest updates on, on the deal for Artemella, what's going on, where it came from and all that kind of stuff. I think a lot of the people over Goal in Italy have done a lot of work on this as well, so Neil's got connections there. So yeah, Redman plus live at 2pm, or like I say, it streams after the fact. It'll be there forever in podcast and video form. You want to come and get involved. Uh, and if, again, if you're a club legend, you can get in the Discord chat and ask Neil some questions about the deal as well. That will be going live at 2pm. I was on YouTube this morning when the when the news first broke you want to go back and watch that and we're looking at getting a few more guests in a few not I'm not going to name names because it's not confirmed yet but we're speaking to a few people who know their stuff about Italian football and stuff so hopefully we can have all that that'll all be on Redmen Plus so yeah we are very much on transfer deadline day watch as well we, this was just a match build up but there's plenty more across all the channels if you want to get involved for that one yeah um, right then before we go score prediction for Liverpool uh, Merseyside Derby trip to, to Everton Steve what are you going for? I think it'll be quite tight. Well, I've got two schools of thought. It'll be tight because Everton will dig in and do this break-up of play thing they've been doing home or away, or we'll run away from them. And it all, it all depends on the midfield. And I think if he plays Milner, it'll be tight, and I, I could see it being a 1-0 win to Liverpool. Dan? I think we win 2-0. I think Everton give a good account of themselves. I don't think it's like last season where we just obliterated them. Um, good game of football, proper derby, but we show our quality and come out 2-0 winners. I think 2-1. Sim- not not as late as Newcastle, but 1-0. Oh, no, no, couldn't on. be any later. It was literally, <laughs> literally impossible, yeah. It, literally, it'd be, t- be this morning if it was any later. <laughs> but yeah, I think 2-1. And I think at some stage it's one all. You know what I mean? I don't think it's I don't think it's two 0 and they get one back. Okay. I think at some point it's 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 a one all game and it's it's feeling a bit tight. I've got I'm with you. I just don't I just don't think Liverpool are in complete rhythm yet. But ultimately I think a bit rubbish. And I'm with, I'm with you. The quality hopefully shines through in the end. A um, couple of shout outs before we go. Them from Callum reckons two one. Uh, Zara's gone two all. I hope you're wrong. And Faye's gone two nil as well. So yeah. Joe, is that your poll? Joe put a poll in the YouTube chat. Who's your favourite, Stephen, Gerard, or me? 
You didn't even get on the spot. That's a bit harsh. Steve Punk, he's, right, he's right there, yeah. Joe. That is absolutely no Stevie, no Stevie Highway either. It's no. shocking, shocking. Honestly, God, no, not not even Steve Bruce. Didn't even, only me and Stevie G. Stevie shocking G won in the Stevie G won in the landslide. I don't like him anymore. Sorry, Steve. I do apologise on Joe's behalf. Jeff Hodge would have won regardless. I think, in fairness, so it's one of them. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, if anything, it might have split my vote. Yes, so I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm Take quite the happy. Man when he's down, <laughs> you? I'm quite happy that you didn't. In I'm the a end. realist. <laughs> <laughs> right guys so yeah keep an eye out on the, like I say on the channels all throughout the rest of the day at Transfer Deadline Day as we record obviously if you're watching this post-fact or listening to it post-fact we've got tons of coverage around all the transfer stuff again Jano inside with Neil Jones we've got a few guests lined up as well and then looking ahead towards the game the derby at the weekend we've got opposition preview with the guys from Toffee TV again streaming on Redmen Plus there's never been a better sign to sign up to Plus honestly the amount of content we're putting out at the moment is mad because Liverpool are playing all the time so we've got to cover it from every single angle. And then, of course, for the game on Saturday, first ever time in the studio, two Steves doing the watch long. Uh, and we'll make sure you're on the vote as well. So, Steve Hall and Steve Plunk, me and Steve will be in for the derby. So, do come and join us. Mute your TV, put our comments on, enjoy yourselves. If you haven't already, go back and watch the reactions to the Newcastle game. You'll see just what a Redmen watch long is all about. Dan, Steve, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for Thanks, joining mate. me. Thanks to all you guys for watching or listening to the match build up. We'll be back with even more amazing Liverpool content very shortly. Until then, I'll catch you all soon. Take care. If you want more, an extra Redmen podcast each and every week, but you're unsure what the best platform for it, well, the best platform is, of course, redmenplus.com. But if you are absolutely married to Spotify, if you cannot live without Spotify in your life, you can get the Redmen Plus podcast there now. Simply search for us on there, sign up through there, and you'll be able to access all of the new weekly podcasts from Redmen Plus directly in your Spotify app.